0: You're listening to the Be So Good podcast with Colin Pearce. Colin says you are 10 times better than you think. So why not be so good that they simply can't ignore you? Here's your host, Colin Pearce. Hey there, this is episode 29 in the Be So Good podcast. And as a salesperson or business owner in 2021, it seems there's so much to know. So much to do, so much to try and so much to follow when it comes to branding and getting your message across. It can be hard to know where to start, yet your precious time is at an all-time premium. I suppose yours is because mine is. Do you ever feel like all the effort you put into your marketing isn't yielding results? Spending time showing up online or producing content no one wants to read while feeling stuck with the overwhelm of too many possibilities? Well, if that's how you feel, you're not alone. In fact, you're like most entrepreneurs these days who don't feel like they have a clear strategy when it comes to their marketing, spinning your wheels or jumping to the latest tactic with no clear point or objective. My guest today doesn't have a one hit wonder, one size fits all answer for you. I want you to lean in and hear Nina Christian, the founder and director of Bravida. By the way, the winner a marketing agency of the year in the Australian Marketing Excellence Awards. So that's why I want you to lean in. Yes, Nina didn't come up with her marketing and branding expertise yesterday. She'll give you hard earned insights from 25 plus years of marketing know-how and digital marketing experience. She brings her learnings from working with hundreds of entrepreneurs and marketers over the last few years, helping them to be more successful and more effective with their content. Apart from that, she's a mother of five, run off her feet in school holidays and lockdowns, and in her home city of Melbourne, she still has time to give us her valuable broad brush strokes to enlarge our thinking. So let's say hello. Nina, you're not blonde anymore. What happened? (laughs) Hey, Colin. Yes, over the summer,
1: I... um wisely as a good parent or foolishly as a professional that cares about my hair uh let my daughters experiment with my hair and have a play and they turned me from a blonde to a pink to a dark brunette (laughs) so yes I have changed my hair color not voluntarily
0: I'm I'm glad most of my children are sons except (laughs) yeah well anyway uh so they don't fiddle with um my hair, they, well, there's none left, so it doesn't matter. Hey, you're a, you're a pretty busy person, five children, as well as a marketing business and practitioner. How does that work out?
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. And it's there's no uh, one right answer to that because it's a very evolving story. And if we had been having this conversation pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, I would have said... Uh, my answer would have been really different because I would have told you, yeah, I've pretty much got it all stitched up. It's about routines and systems and being organised and setting boundaries. But of course, these days with the way things go, we don't have a lot of that predictability and consistency. So we have to cope with uh, spontaneous lockdown and remote learning and things like that. So um, yeah, to be fair, I um, I have uh, a pretty low, I I used to have a really high barrier for what it means to do uh, work and family really well. Uh, My barrier has kind of dropped to everybody's happy, healthy, and we've got good relationships and the business is still going okay.
0: I've noticed that a lot of people who didn't let you in, they were a bit uh, uh, haughty, no, that's not the word, perhaps a little bit removed from reality, walked around as if they were a foot off the ground. Uh, have suddenly become far more authentic and are able to say things like you just said that there's chaos, there's boundaries, there's been changes. Have you noticed that a lot more people, knobby people, we might say, have uh, pulled down?
1: Definitely. pulled down I the love- barriers but actually being the same person in all your different contexts pretty much and letting people see the real you and not having that divide between this you know professional front and this corporate veneer and then the real you people have changed in that they want to see the real you whatever that looks like and we've seen so many funny videos of um, you know, TV people. And and I loved, one of the biggest, the things that I loved most about the pandemic was seeing all these, you know, highfalutin people um, with in their teenage kids' rooms with posters on the walls and yeah. things like that. And just that it reminds everyone that behind every professional, behind every celebrity, behind everyone is a real person. And we actually way more, we've got way more in common.
0: Yeah, I have been caught in... Um... I suppose in, in, in branding, dysphoria. Uh, uh, that's a word. I came from television and my children grew up in the era of television when image was important, when the television station didn't let you be seen in any other than the best light. The photographer threw away all the dud photos and your portrait was in the, in the foyer. And my children grew up in that era. And the three boys have become marketing experts, marketing and branding geniuses. And they still want me to aim for perfection in the presentations. One of them looked at my Facebook page the other day and said, well, they're very cynical, by the way, not at all nice to me. Uh, One of them looked at at my (laughs) Facebook page and said, I can't understand how somebody who fancies himself as you do, lets his brand be so confused by all these dumb pictures and photographs on on, um, on YouTube. And I, I must say I'm in a bit of a conflict over that because I've always liked pictures to be perfect. See, I've, I've got this background rather than shooting it in my bedroom. Uh, you said that you liked the fact that some executives were showing themselves up in their own kid's bedroom with posters. I haven't come to that because I'm still a bit nervous about this image business. Not that I'm mm-hmm. a celebrity or important, it's just maintaining an image. Talk to me about that. Counsel me yeah. for a moment. I can
1: complete I completely get you, and I completely get your sons as well. And I understand that the probably some of the the, the people who have the biggest challenge with embracing this new way of communicating are professional marketers who've been ingrained from the get-go that there is a very high bar for professionalism, and professionalism equals excellence, equals trust, equals <coughs> credibility. Yes. And it, it, when it's so ingrained, it's hard to just switch off like that. Um, and the other thing is it it is to a degree, not completely, but there is an element of uh, a, a generational thing when people have grown up not in front of the camera. we've grown up in the TV era to your point, where everybody was, you know, polished and professional and well spoken, and you know, had their, you know, wardrobe and hair and makeup. So, actually, feeling uh, okay about um, having a more casual and relaxed approach in certain contexts. I think there's still a time and place for that. And to your point about the Facebook profile, like I would, you know, just just my own personal thing is, for for businesses, I would say, um, or people building their brands, yes, by all means, share the the, the messy stuff and share the real stuff, but interject some um, of the professional in there as well, and yet yeah, have a if it is a business Facebook page, have a great. Um, it, Profile image and cover image because that sets the bar, which then gives context to your, you know, messiness and 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 your authenticity behind the scenes. So it's very much this thing of light and shade. If ultimately, um, whatever context you because you're a thought leader and you've got so much to share and so much wisdom and insight that's going to come through front and center more than what you're wearing or what your background is or you know whether your hair's parted to the right or the left or whatever you know that's going to come through way more and uh, so that will be the <laughs> the cumulative effect of building the brand
0: i got a couple of thoughts for you if elon musk Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, really well-known figures show us a picture or a movie of themselves barbecuing with friends or having a birthday party with their kids. I reckon we tend to say, isn't that nice? They're ordinary people after all because they're not ordinary people in that sense of the word. Similarly I guess movie stars are in the total image business so when we see them walking on the beach not being um paparazzi but something they've volunteered to have done or to do themselves I think that's in the same category I am not a celeb- <clears throat> excuse me I am not a celebrity or famous so what does it do for my brand when I show myself doing an interview or a chat at a family barbecue where it's not really set up well. There's noise, there's sound, the, the, you know, the camera's wobbling all over the place. Is there a difference between Joe Blow and I'm in this way, I'm talking about a person who's been encouraged to do their own videos uh, to Mm -hmm. their clients. Or mm-hmm. on facebook and say oh, i'm yep. just at a party now at the beach having a really good time uh this is the kids and <laughs> it's a nice sunny day and uh yeah we um <laughs> a lot of flies uh anyway you gotta time <laughs> off don't you I, yeah yeah right yeah. it. am i wrong
1: so- no, no. So just so I understand the context, are we talking about a person who is looking at building a personal brand, be that their own brand or, or they may run a small business and they've been told yeah. to share yeah. on yes. a company yes. page? That yep. one. Yeah. So we're not talking about private people and their friends. We're no. talking about people who are primarily using social media for a business purpose.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes.
1: I love this I love that question because it's one of my favorite questions to answer. So if you are on social media or any and any platform for business purposes, the most important thing to think about is why. What is your strategy behind it and what is your end goal? As Stephen Covey famously said, begin with the end in mind. It's so important to emphasise this point of beginning with the end in mind and reverse engineering what you are putting out to align with your strategy. Um, Because if you do that, then every single piece of content that you need, that you put out, gets filtered. It's very much about how do they need to perceive me, think about me, and feel about me. You've probably heard of that no like, and trust factor is For for someone to transact with someone, they need to have those things. Obviously, they need to know them, they need to have awareness about that the company exists and what they do, their product and service, how they can help them and where they fit in the marketplace and why they're different, all of the things that all of that sit under the awareness category then there needs to be some authority, which is the second A, which is the trust, the credibility. And so you need to show, and and people can weave in things like, you know, if if that barbecue was... Uh, you know with their friends on a Saturday night and they're just having drinks it's probably not relevant but if that barbecue was celebrating the fact that they just won an award and they jump on and say hey I'm here with my mates we're having some celebrations because we just got nominated for financial planner of the year and we're so happy that you can see it's very very subtle but it's contributing to that strategy because it fits into that awareness category. It also then fits into the third A, which is around affinity or approachability, which makes you accessible because at the end of the day, circling back to what we talked about, about authenticity, people like to do business with people or organisations that they they like or they feel affinity with. And there's one fourth thing in there as well, which is, is very subtle, not overt, but needs to be woven through all of those things is increasingly people want to know what you stand for as well, because um, having a position on something, a social conscience is increasingly important, like knowing that this person, uh, if it's a personal brand, is on a mission to make the world a better place by doing that, or they're on a mission to help people do that, or, you know, even if they're selling their widgets, they're doing that because, you know, widgets make the life easier and they are supporting widgets in another country as well and economic and social development there as well. People want to buy into that cause. Uh, To your point about the barbecue, one would always look through that and say, you know, it doesn't fit in one of these categories and if so, how? And then if you, if you filter all your content through that lens, it's a much easier way to look at what works and what doesn't work than saying, well, you should do one post about this, one post about that. You should do a a video. You should do this. You should do that. It's really what is going to be your expression of that?
0: I want to ask you uh, about the four things you have to do to make your content connect powerfully. That's one of the points of your your workshop that you run. What's that workshop called, by the way?
1: Um, it is how to create content that connects and converts
0: because well, there's this
1: two ends is it's like you got to have that connection but then you also got to have that end journey in mind and ultimately you know you're in, 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 in business for a bigger purpose and so if you're just putting stuff out there that's nice and warm and fuzzy but ultimately if it doesn't lead to anything you can expend a lot of time in the wrong areas.
0: Sure uh, so just to bring our uh, viewers and listeners into context, uh, this is about the material you put out apart from your shop window, apart from your um, displays and apart from your commercial advertising, radio, print, TV. It's about an ongoing message that you put out In the back of all of that, which is ever so much more important these days than it used to be, and it used to be paramount. So, let's talk about the bits the four things you have to do. Yeah, let's start with number one. Then I come back and give me a chance to answer, ask you about that, and then we'll go on to number two. I I need time to absorb these great truths.
1: Sure, sure. Well, hopefully, not that much time because. It's really another way of looking at what I explained to you with the three A's just explained and packaged in a different way. So the first thing is you need to have, for, for content that uh, connects, you need to have some sort of um, emotional connection with the person. And that comes through a, a brand, which is, the, the sum total, it's not just your logo, it's not just your you know, hair color or your fancy outfit or your mascot or anything like that. It's the sum total of every single touch point, every in single interaction that someone has with you, be it you know, your social media, your website, what happens if they attend an event of yours, pick up the phone, um, what happens on your email, All of those things play into your brand Um, and a lot of people mistakenly feel that it's only logo and colors. But then on the other hand, if someone says, well, I don't care about logo and colors and pictures and images and things like that, I'm just putting out whatever and there's no rhyme or reason to that, they are missing out on a lot of um, brand equity. Because if you are mindful of that, you can be uh, intentional and craft your things to look and feel a certain way so that whenever people see your, you or your um, message or your materials on a website, on social media, in an email, it it, it does reinforce a certain brand identity. So uh, there used to be, there's this uh, marketing rule of, it was always the rule of, rule of seven, which is people needed to engage with your brand seven times before they'd make a decision. So more recently, Google released some statistics saying it's now it's more like 21 to 24 times. So the reality that someone is gonna engage with you 24 times before taking that step, they wanna find out about you beforehand. Um, so if you are presenting, um, you know, being conscious of that, you can then make sure that you have consistency in your brand across all touch points. And if you do that and your brand is, uh, really aligned very, very deeply with your values, it's like this unspoken thing. People just pick it up. Um, so it's, it's not a, this emotional connection it's not a either or, it's not just the look and feel, and it's not just the um, the what's being said. It's this careful mix of both, which when you get that right, can actually make people feel a certain way and it can accelerate the, um, the connection, the piece where they go, wow, I really like this guy. I really like this lady. Oh, that company, they're really cool. I just feel an affinity with them. I like them. Um, that's ultimately what you want, and so that's the piece around connection, which is um, which is the first con, which is the first thing. Wow,
0: well, Jerry Crockford uh, has been on this podcast a number of times, and he's a great exponent of the rule of seven. But he's also, around that, uh, this whole strategy that you're talking about, the overall awareness and trying to catch people at the awareness stage, is uh, is a lot it's it's complicated but it's easier these days because once upon a time you had direct mail and maybe the newspaper then along mm. came television and radio of course billboards but now there are so many channels in which you can touch somebody in the awareness stage so it doesn't have to be 25 times consecutively it can be in a linear fashion it can be in that wonderful matrix of uh, 25 bits out there that that reach on.
1: Um, number two, and I'll just go real briefly, because I think we've just kind of gone through so much and I think yeah. I don't want to leave people with overload. So I'm just going to skip through them. And, you know, like I'm I'm always happy to have conversations where, wherever. I mean, we can and do a part two or whatever.
0: And along the line, we see uh, your website and how we contact you. So you say that now and it will appear.
1: Oh, sure. Well, just go to ninachristian.com. If you want to attend my workshop where I do a real deep dive into all of this, it's ninachristian.com forward slash workshop. Or you can follow me on any of connect with me on any of the social media platforms. I'm pretty much on all of them, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook and Clubhouse.
0: I mention that in a moment, but let's go on to uh, the, the, the quick summary of two, three and four, as you said.
1: Yes, very quick. Um, so number two is a biggie. Um, it's a, a, a really, it's based on some really interesting research that was done uh, recently um, by uh, Edelman um, Public Relations. They did a big study around what kind of content converts the most. And it was really interesting around thought leadership and the, uh, the it consistently came up as the number one type of content that actually drives business outcomes so the statistics are really high in terms of you know two-thirds of people uh, it's actually about 70 uh just over 70 percent of people will follow someone based on their thought leadership um it's something in the 60s uh, 60 something percent of people will do business with someone based on their thought leadership and a similar amount just under, but, you know, still above, well above half will actually pay a premium for a product or service based on high quality thought leadership. So the evidence around that is very compelling. And so that's why I like to put a focus on it, because if you're delivering high quality thought leadership, it's an express path. And it really does touch on all of those three points, the know, the like, and the trust factor when you've done it well. I mean, thought leadership doesn't have to be an academic, um, you know, peer reviewed, article in a journal it doesn't have to be a white paper it doesn't have to be a you know masterclass or you know some sort of thought thought leadership you can deliver that in a short punchy actionable social media post you can deliver that in a video you can deliver it in a you know, in a TikTok, you can deliver it in whatever form, audio, video, written in an image. The idea is that you're giving someone an actionable takeaway that's going to move them closer to their business goal that's insightful and is going to help them. And so that that leads really nicely into the next point around consistency and gets consistency in terms of a cadence or rhythm that you're putting something out there and what that consistency is and what that cadence is is less important than that there is a rhythm and that there is consistency. So I would rather someone putting out one simple thing once a week over six months on a consistent theme or topic than someone posting 25 times in a week across all different platforms for two or three weeks, and then not doing anything for a few months, um, falling off the wagon. That won't actually serve your brand in the, on the, on, on the contrary, it will um, detract from, you know, the, the the value that you might be able to bring. So consistency is key. So consistency um, around timing of delivery and consistency around the, um, the messaging as well. So to your point, you're not all over the shop one day talking about Joe Biden, the next day talking about Australia Day, the third day talking about, you know, your, um, you know, speaking services or your legal firm or, you know, like, it, there needs to be a you know, this consistency that people know you for something. When you show up, they know, oh, right, tune in because I'm going to get a, a nugget of uh, motivation that's going to help my life or or oh, I'm going to get a tip for how to manage my finances that I'd never thought of before. So you want to really be on topic uh, around that and then you want to put out stuff consistently, which takes me nicely into point four if you'd like me to go into it.
0: Yes, indeed. Revisers so far, the one, two, three.
1: Yes, number one was around the brand and they're having the emotional connection. Number two was around thought leadership and having high caliber content. Number, so that was number two. Number three was around consistency in platform or in messaging and in delivery. And number four is around, and it really this undergirds all of that is having systems in place. And this is actually the part that makes it happen. You know, I know you're great with, the repurposing of this content and you probably have systems in place for that and i think that's really important for everyone who's looking to build a brand online wherever possible to look for systems and to look for efficiencies because if you're not looking for them and you're not systems minded you won't develop them
0: along the bottom of the screen we see again www.ninachristian.com that's the one and we can also find you on facebook linkedin and clubhouse Hey, thank you for speaking with me today, Nina. There are so many insights and so much is coming through again and again through these podcasts that you can be so good. You can't be ignored. And that's obviously true in your case. And uh, that's what you've been talking about, how to be so good. You can't be ignored. And uh, authenticity, consistency, systems, positioning, all beautiful stuff. Thank you very much.
1: My pleasure, Colin. Thank you so much for having
0: me. Wow. If you feel like you need a Bex, a nice hot cup of tea and a good lie down after taking in 25 years of marketing experience in 30 minutes, I don't blame you. Maybe you need to listen or watch all that again. Nina has tremendous insight. Let me offer you something of mine. Firstly, will you do the world a favour and leave a favourable comment in iTunes or YouTube, wherever you're taking part? Because search engines like to see that podcasts are being used and it helps other people find out that they're 10 times better than they think as well. And we need lots of people these days to discover that, don't we? Now, normally, I offer a three—sorry, uh, a 30-day free trial. So that again, normally, I offer a 30-day free trial, the Colin Pierce Academy with all the courses in the forum. But based on what Nina suggested when we spoke person to person, I will offer you a special 14-day monitored trial of the Colin Pierce Academy. You'll get the normal free access, but I'll be monitoring your progress personally and making direct contact to make sure you're getting the most value and pointing out special segments, I think, are top shelf for you. So all you do is click through to colinpierceacademy.com, tap the Enroll button in the navigation bar, complete your details, and when it asks you to pay, type in the coupon code 14-day trial. Thanks for watching. Leave a comment, do a download, and I'll see you soon. Here's that link again. You've been listening to Be So Good with Colin Pierce. Please share the link with someone who needs to be reminded that they are 10 times better than they think. For more episodes, check out the playlist at colinpearce.com podcast. And don't forget to drop a review in iTunes. It really does make a difference.